0: Good morning, everybody. It is another Monday episode here, and I have such a good one today. Um, I've previously mentioned, I think, before on this podcast, or maybe I haven't, but I have always struggled with anxiety. It's always been something that I've had just in my early adult years. Um, I mean, I'm 27, so I'm still technically, I guess, a young adult. Maybe, Um, but when I was in high school and specifically in college, I had really bad, crippling anxiety. And um, I actually never went on any type of medication for it because... Um, Well, I'm going to kind of explain today because I just know so many people who also struggle with anxiety and I think mental health plays a big role in that and a big part. And so I just wanted to offer some encouragement today on this Monday morning um, and just tell you guys maybe a word of encouragement if you're struggling with anxiety right now. And, um, I also just wanted to like tell you a little bit more about my journey and my personal story with anxiety and maybe that will also bring you some encouragement. Um, okay. So the best anti-anxiety medication, what do you think it is? Um, you probably already know what I'm going to say here, but if you don't, I'm going to drag it out and I'm going to tell you in this the form of a story. Um, so this is the story of my anxiety. When I was a senior in high school, my life was flipped upside down. Or so I thought I was a young teenage girl who was in love and her first love boyfriend had broken up with her. So, um, to me, my whole life was flipped upside down. Uh, yes. And if you're wondering, James and I did decide to have a break when we were in high school. Um, there were a lot of reasons for this and I could totally go into a whole other podcast about our love story and maybe have him come on with a cameo, but, um, we had decided to take a break, and to me, that was just like the worst thing in the entire world. I was so upset, I was questioning everything, it was ground shattering to me and it shook me to my core. He was someone who I was truly convinced I was going to get married to, which, of course, I was right in the end, but. Um, At the time, I didn't understand what the Lord was doing and I started questioning God a lot. I actually also started questioning a lot about what was happening in my life and many things started to surface because of this. And one thing that became very clear was that my mental health began to decline and my anxiety started to show its ugly face for the first time in my life. And I had no idea what it was. So the first time I had a panic attack um, was one night. I was sitting on the couch. We were just watching TV. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. I it was like I couldn't catch my breath. I didn't know why. And it came on suddenly. Like it wasn't something I pre-thought or like brought into fruition. Like it just started happening. And it was like my heart was racing. I just, I could not catch my breath. It came on so suddenly and it scared the crap out of me. I thought I was dying. I actually literally felt like I was having a heart attack because I couldn't catch my breath. I felt like my chest was so tight and you know, I hopped on WebMD and that just like did not help. And I started thinking, oh shoot, I am an 18 year old having a heart attack. I'm one of the rare statistics, like it's me. And it, it, it almost felt like someone was pressing in on my chest. And then I started to feel my throat closing. And so I actually wrote down real quick, like a strain of thoughts that like ran through my mind as this was happening. Cause I remember very vividly and this was almost the staple of like what every anxiety attack ended up turning into for me. But um, this is basically the strain of thoughts that I had. So I used to think, did I eat something that's causing me to have an allergic reaction? Am I going into anaphylaxis or am I just having heart failure? It was probably that cheeseburger I ate from In-N-Out yesterday, finally ready to kill me. Why can't I breathe? Oh my gosh, I'm dying. <laughs> Sounds silly, right? But when I'm in the middle or when I was in the middle of those anxiety attacks, like I could not be reasoned with. Um, I, I really Truly felt like I was dying and it was worse when I was alone. So if I was alone and by myself, I was just like, I'm going to drop dead and this is going to be terrible. But anywho, when this was happening that one night, I convinced my mother to take me straight to the emergency room. My mother, being the amazing woman that she is, supported me and drove me to the ER. And we spent four hours there waiting, obviously because we were not a high-risk case. And like everyone else knew that I was just having a panic attack, but no one decided to tell me that until we were finally sitting on a bed in the ER and the nurse comes and takes my vitals. At this point, I'm still hyperventilating and I couldn't catch my breath. And so the nurse came in, she did all my vitals. She said my oxygen was a little low, probably because I was hyperventilating. (laughs) And she said I was just having an anxiety attack. And I thought, anxiety? I mean, that was just something that my grandma and my aunt have struggled with. Um, I, I was 18 at the time. I was just coming out of childhood, obviously. And so I... I was kind of thinking, oh, well, that's just something that my grandma and my aunt have always had. They were, and they were on special treatment for it. But me, no, like I was always so strong. I was always so logical about things. I wasn't so weak. Like I saw anxiety almost as a weakness, But unfortunately, um, I went home that night and everything was fine. But unfortunately, the anxiety did not just go away that night. It actually continued and made its way with me into college. (laughs) So the first anxiety attack I had, I I was a senior. And I had a couple of mini episodes, obviously, when I was still in high school. But when I got to college, new anxieties arose because I was by myself. I was in a dorm room with, um, a girl that I went to high school with Katie, who I love. She's amazing. But, um, I was in a dorm room. I was by myself. I was like responsible for myself. You know, it was kind of like my first time out of the house, living on my own. And while I was back with James at this point, we had gotten back together, which is great. New things actually started to stress me out. I started to think that I was going to drop dead at any moment. Um, Like I'd I'd sit alone in my dorm room if my roommate was out and I would just sit there and be like, what if I just died right now? Like no one would find me until Katie came back or no one could call for help and no one could help me. Like these are literally things I was thinking in my head. And I started to think that my heart was going to give out and I was just going to stop breathing all of a sudden, or I was just going to eat something and my throat would close and I would just die alone in my dorm room, (laughs) which sounds so sad. And I was taking eight, okay, so this is also really important to know. So the new stress factors that came into my life were because I was taking 18 units, which if you're in college or you've been to a university, that's a lot to take on in one semester. Um, and on top of that, I was doing three extracurricular activities. I was doing worship um, at Point Loma, which was like a big time commitment. I was doing some other volunteer work. And then I also had two internships that I was um, signed up for. So I was actually a wedding coordinator and I was doing that as an internship. So I had like weddings every weekend. Um, and then I was doing a social media internship where I was running social media for a tech company. So, I had all of these things on my plate and I was a bit overworked, like actually a lot overworked. And I wasn't putting myself or my mental health first, obviously. And um, that was a problem and it began a big mental decline in my life. And my best friends used to say I had a no problem. I was always afraid to say no to things. And it hurt me to say yes to everything because I couldn't physically do it. My body could not handle it. But as I got older and I began to understand how my body and my mind worked, I began to understand more of what my limits were and what I can and cannot take on. Um, even in this business of mine, I've learned really quickly that doing 30 weddings a year is not something that I can do. Um, <laughs> I think right now I'm at 24 weddings and I'm, I'm trying to book a little more just because I you know, last year was crazy, but you know, I can't go over 30. Like that is my absolute max limit. If I go over that, my mental health will just be very, very different. Um, much like it was when I was in college and overworking myself. And so as I began to realize what my limits were, I think it comes with adulthood. You know, you live and you learn, right? I, but I also began to grow my relationship with Jesus in this time. I began to rest in the goodness of him. I began to fully trust and understand that whatever happens, he actually has my best interest at heart. And if he chose to take me home that day, well, so be it, because in the end, I know where I would end up because I know who my savior is and I know that it's Jesus and I can't do this by myself. And quite honestly, I think that's where most of my anxiety stemmed from. I think it was death. I was really afraid of dying because I was uncertain about what was next, or there was just a lot of uncertainty there, but with Jesus and with God in our lives, we know what it looks like, you know? And so a lot of that uncertainty is actually removed, but okay. So in that time in my life, when I was in high school, I was far from the Lord. This is actually a part of my testimony, which I could probably do in another episode, but, um, I was far from the Lord when I was a senior in high school. I was partying. I was not looking to the Lord. I actually didn't trust him at all because James and I broke up and that was just ground shattering for me. So I began to turn away from the Lord. And um, and then when I was in college, though, I had just come back to him. I went to Point Loma Nazarene University, which is down in San Diego. It's a private university. Um, there was a lot of Jesus there, and I had found him again. Of that, along with James, kind of pointing me in that direction as well when we got back together, but. I still had a lot to process. Like I still had a lot to figure out in my personal relationship with him. And there was still a lot to work through there. So I I had that anxiety that never really went away. But overall, looking back now, I've realized that Jesus is actually the best anti-anxiety medication I can have that along with boundaries. (laughs) Clearly, I think putting too much on your plate is definitely not going to help you. But I think resting in Jesus and knowing that, you know, and it's easier said than done, but it's true. I think if I look at things and like my, where my anxiety was stemmed from was death. It was uncertainty. It was, I'm just going to drop dead at this moment. And I'm just freaking out. I'm having a moment. And honestly, like if I can just put my trust in the Lord and be like, you know what, God, if I do die today, then like, so be it. It's a part of your will. I'm supposed to be with you today. And that's what you want. And you know what's best for me. And the moment that I kind of switched my mentality to that, the anxiety attacks kind of started to go away. It doesn't mean I'm completely rid of anxiety attacks. I do still get many ones here and there. I'm not perfect. Um, but it does help me de-escalate, which has been such a crutch in my life. Um, just because I do have that family history that I didn't realize would be passed down to me of anxiety. Um, and so it is a mental condition, but it does come with like understanding your mental limits and then also having a de-escalation process, like grounding yourself, realizing um, who you can rest in and who you can trust in, but also just like regrounding yourself is huge. So um, with that, I wanted to end with a couple of verses that always bring me um, my grounding and bring me back to where I am and <laughs> kind of de-escalate me a little bit. And these I have literally on notes, like a note in my phone. And if I feel myself having um, an attack coming on then I'll just like read these verses and I will I will literally repeat them either out loud or in my mind and um and it really just kind of helps me get back and ground myself so if you guys want to write these down i I totally recommend it so Isaiah 40 31 but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint. Um, So hoping in the Lord, renewing your strength. I mean, that stuff you feel when you're in an anxiety attack, you feel weak, you feel vulnerable, you feel lots of things. And so strength is huge. And soaring on wings like eagles is just like such a beautiful analogy of um, not growing weary and being strong in the Lord. Um, And then Isaiah 4.10, this is a great one. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you in my righteous hand. I mean, that's just like such a visual of like, he's holding you. He's got you in his hand. He understands what you're going through and he's got you. Um, That's just like a great verse to, to kind of repeat and and remember when you're in the middle of an episode. Okay. And then Joshua one, nine, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. I love that because a lot of my anxiety kind of stemmed from being on my own and being alone. And, uh, you know, the Lord will be with me wherever I am, even when I'm alone in my house and James is at the fire station and I got my two dogs and I'm just by myself. <laughs> so the Lord will be with me. And it's almost funny. Cause he's like, have I not commanded you? Like you have yea of little faith. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's almost like a call out. Like, yo, why aren't you trusting in me? I got you be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. The Lord has you. Uh, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, this is the golden one and it's a long verse. So get ready. Here we go. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you be worrying at be can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah, such a good one. Um, I mean, a lot of anxiety, maybe for you, your anxiety is worrying about the future and worrying about, you know, finances or, you know, where your next meal is going to come from. I don't know where you are, maybe in your specific situation, but I mean, he's literally like, do I not feed the birds of the air? And are you not valuable, more valuable than the birds? Like, hello. <laughs> you know, he. I think if we trust in him and we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, he's got you guys like he's got you such a good verse, Um, such a good one to read through and a good reminder too of like, why do you worry about these things? There are bigger things here. What's the bigger picture here? The salvation. Um, You're more worried about clothes and like food. And he's like, and then I love the grass analogy, like the flowers of the field do not labor and spin. Uh, And then talking about the grass And like clothing of the grass, like, yeah, anyways, just really good stuff. Okay. And then the last verse I want to say is Philippians four, six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present all your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Uh, One thing I have also started doing is praying um, after kind of reading through these verses, I then like will start a prayer conversation with God and just kind of de escalate from there. Um, and I think it's all really good stuff. And so, the point of this is to say, Hey, if you're struggling with anxiety, logically, first of all, look at what you have on your plate. Are there any things that maybe we can remove to kind of help you with your mental health? And second, Jesus is the best anti-anxiety medication you could ever have. And his Bible is such a grounding document to get you back to where you need to be, get you de-escalated from your anxiety and, and get you back on track. So don't forget to, to look to him, to pray to him, to look in the word and, um, yeah, yeah. I I love how many verses there were today. I think it's just like such a good thing. So thanks for listening today. I know this was um, maybe, I don't know, an episode that I wasn't really planning on talking about, but something that's been on my mind lately and I felt like I had to share Um, with a lot of uncertainty, I think also in just like what's happening um, in the world and, and everything with COVID and all that. Um, I think it's very, it's a very easy situation to be high in anxiety right now. So my encouragement for you is trust in the Lord. He's got a plan. He's delivered his people. He's been faithful. Um, and just remember that, you know, if you can trust in the righteousness of the Lord and his goodness, you will soar on wings like eagles and you will run and not be weary and you will walk and not be faint. So good. Anyways, thanks for listening today. Um, Exciting, exciting podcast coming out on Wednesday about TikTok and Reels. You have to tune into this one. It's so good. If you're just so confused with Reels or TikTok, a great one. Um, So until Wednesday, I will see you then. And uh, yeah, until then, God bless and have a wonderful Monday. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.